Time for Talk of the Town with Lisa Kay. Back on Talk of the Town. And Lisa Kay is my name. KTOE is where you're listening to Talk of the Town. Maureen Gustafson back in with Mankato Area Foundation. How are you? I am so I got to turn a microphone on for you. You're on a different microphone today. Am I? Yeah. Well, you're normally sitting over here, so I have that mic on. Correct. But uh, three mics in the studio today. Uh, Mankato Area Foundation, um, always helping out and in many different ways. It's kind of funny that through our visits, whether it's art related or a refrigerator that's needed somewhere (laughs) or whatever, Mankato Area Foundation is there really to help with grants and money and leaving a legacy and connecting. I kind of think of you as the great connector. That's how we feel. We help match people with their wishes to be generous and philanthropic with charities that need their help. Right. And so you've been bringing once in a while somebody in to talk to us about some of the um, money that is being used and how it's being used with Mankato Area Foundation. Yes. Uh, so who do we have today? Well, today we have Mary Weiss. 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 <laughs> and we just, we just practiced that. I know, I do that it's all the Weiss. time. I wrote it down phonetically over here. That so is a very it. good. Nice German name. Mary is uh, with the Twilight Garden Club at the Hubbard House. And the Mankato Area Foundation has had the privilege of helping them with some of our donations to keep their mission going, but better yet, the beauty going that takes place down at that garden. All right. So, Mary, welcome. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me. You do not even realize that I have been waiting to talk to somebody from Twilight Garden Club. Awesome. I haven't. I should have reached out before on Talk of the Town, but I'm so glad that Maureen sees she's the great connector. Right here. Click, click. Bringing us together. Uh, Twilight Garden Club, I learned, um, was responsible for the care and the upkeep and uh, the beautifulness that is actually a city of Mankato Park, but it is located at the Hubbard House. I have Jessica in from the Blue Earth County Historical Society once a month. I think she's coming in next week, actually. So, 606 South broad street right right <laughs> come see the gardens come see the gardens and uh, how long tell me a little bit about twilight garden club and when it started where it came from sure um twilight garden club was founded by a handful of women in the 1960s and actually 1962 okay we did have a plaque made but they named it twilight garden club because these women would um, work or do their work at home get the kids fed and then they'd come down to the gardens after that so they worked till I'll find a little dusk. sanity. Exactly. <laughs> and I think it was more of um, a socialization piece that they needed in their life. But it was a handful of members. And um, that's how it started. And that's we've always kept that name through the years. So it's been there a lot of years. They originally started out at Sibley Park, from what I've read. Okay. Um, and worked down there and then were offered to come up and help at the Hubbard Gardens when they reconstructed um, the carriage house. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, originally there was no plants around the house. So we've tried to keep right around the Victorian limestone structure, not a lot of plants, but we've started gardens. So we've got 18 gardens throughout the park. 18 gardens. And a lot of people didn't realize, like I didn't realize that it is a city of Mankato park. It's a public park. Dog park too. I mean, I shouldn't say dog park, but dogs are welcome so far as long as people keep picking up. Yeah, clean up after yeah, them, of course. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of been a problem lately, but the city put a station there with um, The bags, bags yep, and everything? Yep. Okay. so that helps, and we've got more dumpsters down there so people can throw them away. So tell me a little bit about the design of this, because you said that you keep the plants and flowers kind of away from the house. Was that something 
Um, how how do you have to work with the Hubbard House? Because it's kind of a historical place, right? Is yep. that what they did back in the... Or how does it get designed? They would have... At the actual Hubbard House, from my understanding, had like a vegetable garden away from the house. Okay. Where they had um, the vegetable garden away from the house. And then that's where they would garden. When I did some... Uh, Jessica might be able to put more information I'll ask her in this about next that. Week, yeah. yeah. Um, but they reconstructed the carriage house because where Warren Street goes up, mm-hmm. I believe, the carriage house was moved over to the other side of the house. Okay, it's not in its original location. No, and actually I have the north side of the new carriage house area, and I do hit like a street. If you go so far down digging, okay. you hit the old street. Oh. So, because um, the street used to be over there on that side. Interesting. So, yeah, there's a lot of historical things going on down there. With but, the club members, how many members are active right now? Um, we have approximately 38 members. Um, we have two different types of membership, um, uh, social membership and then a working membership. Okay, what's work- the difference? Yeah. yeah, working membership is where you come down and work in the gardens. Um, we meet every Tuesday evenings and now we've started meeting in the mornings because it's cooler to work in the mornings. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever it works for your schedule and the social aspect is you pay, I believe it's 20 to $25, uh, annual membership. And then you're included in things we do. You don't have to be down there to work. Um, and that's such as the Minnesota Arboretum tour we do annually. We have an annual potluck at Diane Frost. Um, and educational speakers we bring in during some of the winter months. Um, we take two months off, approximately November, December, January, maybe three months off sure. over the winter. And then we do um, we arrange private and local business garden tours, and that we find a lot of ideas and a lot of local members, and it's just fun seeing all their different plants they grow. And so it's a great experience whether you want to garden or just be socially involved. Right. And uh, so. either way, you can join. You're looking for members. Looking for members. Um, we always could use members. Um, our garden club is always, or I've always said, um, as our garden club is, your life comes first, garden club usually comes second. <laughs> so it's a fun way that. to get away. You said that before <laughs> we started, and I said my, my response to that was, but you know, people in my life are a lot happier if I'm allowed to be in my garden yeah. from a gardener. <laughs> yeah. so and that's, I hear the biggest thing down there is, I should be home in my own garden working. So we hear that a lot right. from us members. Yeah, so. I, I feel like that, too, when I'm out at Valley Veggies. Like, I, I could be home doing this, but also, it's okay, I'll get to it. Yep. And I usually do. You just have to balance it out. Yeah, there is a good balance with it. And and gardening, uh, with the pandemic, gardening grew so exponentially. I mean, we are seeing a lot of people that are are growing now that haven't grown before. That uh, and So that's really exciting. Um Twilight Garden Club, our our guest today here on Talk of the Town, Mary Weiss in, along with Mankato Area Foundation's Maureen Gustafson. The connection between the two of you, before we continue on talking a little bit about the Twilight Garden Club and uh, some of some of Mary's observations, but the connection between the foundation and the Twilight Garden Club is what? We Well, we certainly support the Hubbard House and the history of Mankato and, and anything that brings a great quality of life to our community. And this is a shining star. I mean, the beauty down there and the history and the gardens, but through a grant. So okay. the group was looking at ways to fund additional beds down there, additional opportunities. And so um, Mankato Area Foundation responded with a grant. And so that grant comes from members that you have that are interested in things like that. Like if I have money to leave... Uh, you know, to to make a fund, 
uh, and I love gardening as I do. Right. Everybody knows, right? Um, I, my friend's eyes roll when I talk about it. But if I have that, and I want to leave that legacy right. behind. That's what it can do. Correct. And so it's a great way for your tax planning to start a fund with the Mankato Area Foundation or to do any kind of donating. And so we help match our fund holders or people that are interested in beauty in the community, history in the community to give grants like this. So when the Twilight Garden Club goes and works, um, or even its social members, can you tell me um, some of the some of the favorite things for you as a gardener? How long have you been gardening? You know, I've I've been gardening since I was a child. I was raised on a dairy farm okay. of my great grandparents, and I remember carrying buckets of water to the tomato plants. <laughs> you know, there was not hoses to go that far. Right. So I just I learned, and my grandmother had a very Victorian farmhouse, and she had a garden all the way around that was fenced in. So the you farm must animals. feel at home. I do. I love it down there. Yeah. (laughs) And Mankato, there's a lot of great gardens in Mankato and people that really care about gardens. Um, Going back to the Mankato Area Foundation, Mm -hmm. I want to just tell you about that because we can't, we we really appreciate that money that you gave us, which was, I believe, $5,000 to um, develop develop the Parkside Gardens. Um, And the Hubbard Gardens consisted of just gardens right around the carriage house, but the rest of the garden that was designed in the 1980s by a St. Paul architect, he made a Victorian sunken garden. Mm -hmm. And the city of Mankato, um, I believe Kevin laid the stone around there, but that's where people go and take pictures against the arbor where there's vines. Um, Anyway, we knew that the city could not keep up with that big garden and it needed revamping, and they didn't have time. And the city kept asking the garden club if we'd like to take it over. Most of our members said no. There was a couple, Joni and I, and Joni <laughs> has since moved. But we, we saw the aspect of what that could be right? Um, and how it could help um, help the gardens right next to the Hubbard House. So we applied for the foundation money and wrote a grant, and Maureen... Um, gave it to you guys, and then we went to town with our plan, and Joni and I developed that garden um, on that part. We call it Parkside. Mm-hmm. Even though it's the Hubbard Gardens, it's called the Parkside, and it's a sunken Victorian lawn. And that's where we have people come and take pictures. There's so many photographers. Anytime we're down there, we meet people either strolling through, taking pictures, having a picnic. It's become more of a family-orientated. Right. So um, it's really been a great aspect and i can't thank you the mankato area foundation enough for helping us we did have a a part two plan of adding some art down there okay victorian art so that's still kind of being talked about um and maureen and i can talk about that afterwards but um lots of lots of fun plans down there to develop and the victorians from what i read in research would travel and in their travels, bring home different plants. I was sure. And put them in their garden. Mm-hmm. And then they would see how they did. So you'll see in a Victorian garden, like over in England, they have all different kinds of heights, textures, shrubbery, trees. And so that's what we've tried to do in the parkside when Joni and I designed it. So. so when you go in and try to design something like that with a group that has so many members, how is it that you... That you each, you know, do you each take a piece or do you come together for a design like that? And what kind of experience do those members have? Are you talking master gardeners or home gardeners or? Well, Joni and I were um, the only gardeners that really wanted to take this on at Mm -hmm. the time. 
because some of the gardeners were already busy with their own gardens and the other side of the Hubbard Gardens. So it was kind of, those have to be separate gardens, okay. and you guys can do that. So we took that on, knowing that once it got developed, people would see it, and that's when we've had more members sign up because they ah. saw the gardens. Um, some people just saw, oh, no, I can't handle all that work, you know. Right. But once you get it developed and full, and you and you're in the maintenance work. part. And don't don't you feel good when you, I do. You, you drive by or you see people out there oh. enjoying it? And you're like, this, I do. That's I drive why by, and no matter what time of the day I drive by, because I love if I've got to go somewhere, I drive by and I see something <laughs> new every single time I drive by, and I think, oh, I need to move that, or I need to clip that, or. That needs pruning. But I see people getting their graduation pictures taken and wedding pictures taken and family and just whole families doing it as an activity. It is just so beautiful to see. It's nice that uh, you can have that positive effect on the community. And people don't often stop and realize that what they're experiencing when they're there is the hard work and the love and the dedication of somebody who cares about that space. Yeah. Right. So thank you for doing that. We love it. <laughs> um, tell me a little bit about the, about the gardens as a sure. whole. Um, what uh, we we've heard that sometimes people are are using that for photos or picnics and things like that. But what are some of the challenges that you have in taking care of those gardens? Do you have the things that I'm battling at home, or how do you take care of that? Who pays for it all? Sure. <laughs> um, well, the, the, it's a city garden, mm-hmm. which is great because we work really well with the city. Kevin and Becky do a great job, great communication. Um, we are down there fighting different types of weeds. And um, the insects right now, we've been working, trying, I don't want to say fighting, but working with the <laughs> Japanese beetles. I and just have to say that those are not good. No, I haven't seen one yet at the gardens, but I heard they're in Mankato. Somebody mm-hmm. posted it the other day. Yeah, I haven't seen one at my house yet, but I have in previous years. They're so, like shiny metallic green beetles. If you are out there and you happen to see these beautiful beetles at home, they're really devastating to plants. They are. So They are. They We have what we call the English Rose Garden, which is made up of oh. David Austin roses. That's which all I grow at my house. At David Austin. Yeah. yeah they're my favorite. <laughs> they're beautiful. So um, they're down in the Grand Lawn, and the first beetle I see, I think, oh, there it goes. We've mm-hmm. already had one great bloom without them, so then I, I prune. So the second second ones are usually getting hit. Yeah. But what I did find out is if you see little white eggs on the heads of these beetles, leave them. Leave them. Yeah, have you seen that? I've not see, I've not <laughs> seen one with it, but I know what it is. Explain to us. Yeah, the white fly, I believe they call mm-hmm. it, will lay their eggs on the head of the beetle and then once they um once the eggs burst, have yes, then they eat the beetle. So that's good. So that's a good thing. It's natural taking care of nature. Right, right. So. That is. And uh, the other thing that I'll do with those beetles is I'll take a bucket of uh, soapy water and just flick them in there. Yeah, that's what, what we've I been see. doing. Yeah. It kills me to do it because I hate seeing anything dying. I know, but, but they they will they massacre the garden. They will. <laughs> they really will. So. Um, and if you have, have happen to have any of those at home, it's always one of those yeah. things. Um, but yeah, I cannot wait to come down and see the roses yep. and see all of that. So you're battling that. What kind of weeds do you battle? Do you battle the same um, stuff? You know, we've got a couple areas of this thistle, Canadian thistle. Yeah. You know, we battle that. Um, we try not to use a lot of spray, but the city will come down and spray the pathways Okay. Um, for the different types of uh, weeds coming through. It's usually the creepers. Um, mm-hmm. I forget. Purslane. Purslane. Yeah, yep. we got a lot of that down there. 
Otherwise, once you get the gardens going and you keep them from reseeding the weeds, then, you know, we've got a pretty good handle on most of it. Right and you now. said something funny before we went on the air about the weeds, right? Because there's always a weed. Always a weed. If a gardener <laughs> tells you their gardens has no weeds, they're lying. They need, to, they need to look again. There's always. got to have a weed. And it might be underneath some, but there's a weed. <laughs> how does the Twilight Garden self, other than the grant from the Mankato Area Foundation, how does the Twilight Garden fund themselves for some of the different projects? And what are sure. some of the other projects you do? Well, some of the projects down there we've done is we've started a plant sale. When Joni and I uh, wrote the grant for the Mankato Area Foundation, we knew that that probably wouldn't be enough to keep it going. Plus, the city has a budget, mm-hmm. and we knew the budgets were getting crunched and like everything else in our world so we thought let's have a plant sale add one more to the city a couple things we can provide get money for plants and we started it the money is to be used to buy plants shrubs trees for the gardens Mm -hmm. and replacement so we didn't have to ask the city we usually ask permission from the city for everything we do down there, but we can go out and purchase what we want then. Okay. Um, so that's one reason we started. The other one was to beautify Mankato. Mm-hmm. We get we have our locals that keep asking us, when are you going to have the next plant sale? So every year now, and I think we've done it for five years since after the grant. Um, and so we're spreading flowers throughout the city right. that are for our area that will thrive. Right. So that have to be divided. You know, or to so we'll you'll divide some of those plants from the Hubbard House Gardens, and people can bring a piece of that history to their homes. Yep, and then we bring our own history from our gardens too. The other thing we've had to work about, worry about, is the jumping worms. Um, Oh, I've not seen those. Yeah, we haven't seen them down there. And so the first year we had a plant cell, we washed every root off of every plant. Sure, we potted. Second year we kind of got well, if we're digging it, we don't see them. You know, and mm-hmm. it was a lot of work to do the first year plant sale after the jumping worm came out. But we worked with the master gardeners and the Minnesota Extension Service. and They're wonderful. Their guidelines, you bet. Mm-hmm. So Lots a couple of-, of our members are master gardeners. Oh, good. So, okay. so that always we have some um, communication between there. How does one get to be a master gardener? Well, you have to take the extension classes for it. I think they offer them yearly. And then once you once you pass the master gardener exam, then you um, do a certain number of hours of service in learning because it's all about teaching. So that's uh, pretty much what I understand. Yep, and you can do it online now, mm-hmm. which I think helps people instead of going to class. Blue Earth County um, Extension Service is where you can go uh, and learn more about that. I think Shane's in charge of that. So, um, yeah. That's good. Well, if we need more information or are looking to volunteer or anything like that with the uh, Twilight Garden Club, how do we find you? Where do we get more information? What do you need Facebook. Facebook is the best place? Facebook is the best communication. Um, I usually stay in charge of that. Okay. Um, So I just wanted to say we've had volunteer People from the city of Mankato, Mary Mankato Area Foundation, Boy Scouts, Troop Four, the Four Hers, um, husbands, spouses—just it's it's really good to try to pull in volunteers. Although it's getting harder each year, yeah, but we, sure. We keep begging. <laughs> I just want to say our team at the Mankato Area Foundation loves this project. Uh, Trisha Lewis is on the artwork committee, and she's really about downtown and making it beautiful with 
people taking walking tours. Um, Nancy Zellick has just been a huge supporter mm-hmm. of this through through the years of history. And now we're going to be their neighbor through a new project we're doing with the Emmy Friends Center. So we're really looking forward really? to that. Yes. That's that little cottage I told oh. you about. You can see from the Grand Lawn when the sun sets. I'm excited <laughs> to learn more. I'm excited. Well, we've got Mary Weiss in from the Twilight Garden Club and Maureen Gustafson back in with Mankato Area Foundation. Thank you for this connection. I certainly appreciate it. And it was very nice to meet you and have you in. Thank you. Thank you.